Hey, welcome to the Chess Experience. On this show, it's all about helping adult improvers. I want to make learning chess easier for you to navigate, and I also want you to have a more fun experience along the way. I'm your host, Daniel Lona, a fellow chess amateur. Let's get to it. This show is sponsored by Chess.com, the world's largest chess community. And there's a really exciting and new release from Chess.com that I've enjoyed using. It's called Classroom. This feature allows you to easily go over a game live with a friend or a club member that you just played. And you can do so interactively on the board with both of you on video talking to each other. It's also a great way to have a lesson between a student and a coach. And you can check that out on chess.com slash classroom. Hey, hey, welcome to the first episode of the Chess Experience. In this particular episode, you're only going to get just me, no guests. And that's because I kind of want to go into uh, an explanation of the show. I want to explain why I created it, who it's for, who I am, and what you can also expect in terms of format, frequency, and things like that. All right, so let's dive into it. So the first question I'd like to answer is why did I create this show at all? Well, I want to help adults make the process of chess improvement both simpler and easier and also at least a little bit more fun. And let me kind of dig into each of those two parts, starting with making uh, improving at chess simpler and easier. Too often, I think figuring out how to improve at chess is basically like a maze wrapped in a labyrinth. <laughs> it's it's just too difficult sometimes, more difficult than it needs to be. And there's many great coaches and shows out there, I think, who are chipping away at this problem. Uh, but But we still need more help, I think, in the chess community with it as adult improvers. And so I want to help give more clarity to that process through this show. Um, it's mostly going to try to answer your biggest questions and challenges as you try to improve at chess and the ones that come up for you while you're doing that. And it's less, it's going to be less about the nitty gritty, say, of how to play the Sicilian better and more about how to create an effective study plan. How do you deal emotionally with losing in chess? Uh, how do you get past rating plateaus or navigating your first or first several OTB tournaments, things like that that are a little bigger picture than, uh, you know, the specifics of tactics or openings or end games. So hopefully that makes sense. And I just want to make the journey uh, less confusing and less complicated. And that's one of the big goals of the show. The other big goal of this show is just to make the experience of learning and getting better at chess more enjoyable. I'll start with stating something obvious. The more fun you have with something, the more likely you are to do it, right? Uh, But I think sometimes we forget that. And of course, there's times in the journey of improvement that we just need to roll up our sleeves and do that next hour of tactics, even if we're not particularly excited about it, even if we're kind of tired that day, sometimes you just got to do the work. But if your next meal doesn't depend on winning the next chess game you play, I think there's still room to make this experience just pure fun and enjoyment sometimes without it always being an act of discipline or uh, grinding. So in that spirit, not every episode of this show will fall into the category of how to improve. Sometimes 
I'll just offer something that you could maybe call chess entertainment. Uh, just something that uh, uh, related to chess that just, just you enjoy hearing about. Just to, again, make the, uh, the whole journey of it for you uh, more fun, more interesting. As one example of this, and I'm going to cross my fingers on this a little bit right now, but it seems likely. Um, I've connected with the executive producer of the film Critical Thinking. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a chess uh, movie. And it's a phenomenal chess movie, Critical Thinking. And uh, I've connected with her and uh, likely have her on as a guest of the show. Now, is that episode going to you know, help you boost your rating by 100 points? No, not exactly. <laughs> But I think, like I said, the more you're just having fun along the way, the more likely you are to do everything else that's involved with it. So in that sense, I think it helps. All right. So the next question I want to answer is, who is this show for? Well, you've already realized that it's for adult improvers. But let me just flesh that out a little bit, add a few details to that. And I guess I'll just be blunt. This show is pretty much for people who want to see measurable improvement. And that's cool if you're someone who just wants to enjoy the game and play it and nothing else. Um, But that's just not the target audience of the show. This is really uh, mostly for people who want to see tangible results uh, in their abilities at chess, whether that they can demonstrate that by just beating their best friend or getting 100 rating points, whatever it is. Um, It's for people who want to be able to point to something and say, see, look, I improved. And then second part of that question of who is this show for is basically, uh, uh, let me address the skill level range of who I think this show is for. And uh, this question is a little harder for me to answer because you know, I'm reluctant to, be, to draw a hard line on you know, saying, hey, if you're above this rating level, don't listen. Or if you're below this rating level, don't listen. But that said, I still want to kind of give a general idea. Uh, so on one end, it's going, the show is going to assume that you are at least a few months into your chess journey, bare minimum, meaning you already have the rules down. You've played a lot of games online probably, and you started doing puzzles and tactics and things like that. Um, you know, so you, you're, you're not an absolute beginner. I'll put it that way. Um, <clears throat> so on the low end, if you're talking about a rating number, probably at least the equivalent of maybe six, 700 chess.com rapid uh, in terms of experience and ability with chess. If you're much lower than that, you know, it just means that some of the topics that we talk about may not be relevant for you yet. On the upper end of the spectrum, I would say if you're above 18 or 1900 chess.com rapid, then, mm, uh, you know, the, a lot of the stuff we talk about, you may already know. Uh, now there could, that said, there still could be some things relevant for you. Like I said, I want to do a show on like just how, how do you manage the emotions of losing? How do you make it maybe not sting so much or something like that? And that's probably relevant for chess players at all levels. So um, if you are on the higher end of chess ability, you know, you just might want to cherry pick a little bit more what episodes you listen to, but there still could be some things for you. So hopefully that helps explains who this show is for. The next question I'd like to answer is, who am I? You may not know much about me. Maybe you just stumbled across my account on Twitter or you found this podcast in a, in a search on Spotify or Apple. Uh, if that's the case, let me just tell you a little bit about who I am. First of all, professionally, I am uh, a copywriter. I have my own business. And so um, that's what I'm doing now, uh, in addition to all the chess. But uh, as far as my chess story goes... I first learned to play the game when I was five years old. My dad taught me to play. 
uh, but he only knew the rules. So his knowledge didn't extend beyond that. So that was all he could share with me was just the rules of how to play the game. And that's what I did the first several years with other kids. But at age 12, I decided to join the chess club at my middle school. And that's when I got serious about chess for the first time in my life. It, uh, there was no coach there. <laughs> they just kind of like ran a club where we played uh, and competed with other schools. So everything I learned was still uh, self-motivated. And I bought a ton of chess books over over a uh, kind of a one to two year period. But uh, eventually along the way, I helped lead my school to uh, a regional championship. And so I was pretty proud of that. And I was doing well with chess. But then it all fizzled out. <laughs> so when I arrived at high school, the chess club was poorly organized and pretty uninspiring, basically. And then other uh, elements of my life kind of started to break through at that age at around 14. You know, you have more of a social life and school and uh, things like that, more, more work with school, I should say. And so chess kind of quickly faded, unfortunately, at that time in my life. And it wasn't until the Queen's Gambit, of course, when I fell in love with chess all over again. But make no mistake, I mean, I was really passionate about it in middle school. Uh, it's just, you know, sometimes things sweep you away in another direction. So the Queen's Gambit really, it didn't create a love for chess for me. It just rekindled what was already there. And, um, you know, when I say I fell in love with chess all over again, uh, when the Queen's Gambit came out at the time of this recording right now, which was about uh, 13 months ago when I first saw it, uh, I mean, like I just went all in back into chess. Uh, that meant spending three to four hours a day playing and studying uh, beginning in about December 2020. And I've done this consistently ever since. It hasn't let up one tiny bit in over a year. And I'm just very dedicated to improving and working hard at it. I returned to OTB tournaments. I did six of them in uh, in 2021. And uh, over the course of that year, I improved my rating by 500 points. So uh, all that work paid off. I uh, had pretty solid improvement. I don't know that I'll be able to repeat another 500 points in the second year. But nonetheless, uh, I am actively working on getting better every day. And so that's kind of my story with chess that kind of takes you to the present moment. Uh, of course, I didn't feel like chess was enough of my life, right? You know, the three to four hours wasn't enough. So I decided to create this podcast to add more chess into my life, which is, uh, you know, I say that a little jokingly, but it's, it's actually very true. Okay, so let me kind of close in, in terms of answering different questions about this show with just what you can expect in terms of format and frequency. So this will be a once per week um, show. And I know I'm on, on, you know, today on launch day, release three, that's just to give you more of a flavor of, of what it's like, but uh, going forward, it will just be one episode per week. Um, I'm still design, uh, deciding exactly the precise ratio of solo shows versus guest shows, but it will be a mix. I expect probably about 70% of the shows will feature a guest where I will interview them on a specific topic, uh, to help you improve. And, or most likely to help you improve. Um, and see that other part where I talked about chess entertainment as well. Uh, and then about 30% of the shows will probably just be me speaking and sharing something that I've learned or that I think can help other adult improvers or you know maybe even just updating you a little bit on my own journey. Um, so that's, that's the format. It'll be a, a mix of the two. 
And very soon, I'll also be offering an online membership that will, at least in part, be connected to this podcast and designed to help you improve your chess and connect with other adult improvers. So that'll be coming shortly as well. And uh, I just thought I'd leave with like a quick tip uh, that may help you because, uh, you know, I just I talk to a lot of other adult improvers at tournaments and, and on Twitter and... Um, you know, if, if, if they're kind of intrigued by my, <laughs> my rating improvement, um, they, they often ask me like, well, what did you do or what, what helped you? So for anyone who's kind of curious about that and maybe needs a little guidance, the thing I think that um, really started me on a path towards maximizing my effort for <laughs> improving at chess was reading the book A Guide to Chess Improvement by Dan Heisman. Uh, that's easily found on Amazon. Uh, again, that's a guide to chess improvement by Dan Heisman, and oh my goodness, I mean, it's hard to know even where to begin. It just helped clarify so many different areas of how to improve and how the how the learning process should look. Um, that I, I can't imagine my journey without it. I mean, just as one example, you know, just his advocacy for playing. Um, regular a, a regular steady diet of of slow chess games, classical games. Uh, was something that was very instructional for me. Uh, made a big difference when I when I shifted most of my game time to to classical games. Uh, made a huge difference in, in my ability to improve. In addition to that, like just guidance on like just like how much time should you spend on tactics versus annotated game books versus uh, playing. You know, just just stuff like that. And I mean, he covers dozens and dozens of areas in the book, and so uh, it's hard for me to just hit on all of them in just a minute. But those are just a few examples of areas that it helped improve for me. Um, and so I just thought I'd throw that out there just as a recommendation. Maybe that helps you. Maybe you've already read it. Maybe you don't need it. I don't know. But there it is if you want it. Um, and then I will just close by saying, um, uh, just a request, if you would subscribe to the show, uh, check out the other episodes too. And if you like them, uh, please do subscribe, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, or, or some other platform. I'm going to put this out everywhere that I can. Uh, so wherever you are listening to this, please subscribe if you've enjoyed this. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of my business, Adult Chess Academy. And that has a website with the same name if you want to look for it. You can also find me being way too active on Twitter by searching my username, Lona underscore chess. See you next week.